welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Diversity Club, the podcast that shares the stories of immigrants that have relocated to Australia. My name is Basil Mawuza. To begin, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land upon which we record our podcast. I would like to pay my respects to their elders, both past and present. Indeed, I would like to acknowledge all the traditional custodians of the lands upon which immigrants have come to call home. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode. We have a fantastic guest with us this week, the lovely Uma. Um, to start us off, Uma, can you tell us a fond memory that you have of your home country? Oh, I'd have to say it's the little things. Like, um, I come from Pune, a small town uh, in the west of India. Yep. And the weather is beautiful. Every summer evening has beautiful, you know, colors in the sky. And oh, wow. Just the little um, humble snacks that we eat yeah. <laughs> on the roadside. Yeah, so those are my fond memories. Oh, perfect. I think it's, you know, it's. I always find it's the the small um, memories that you have of your home country that you'll always hold on to regardless of where you go. Yes. Yeah, yes, no, that's, that's perfect. Right. So like you've uh, mentioned for that you're from India, mm. um, tell us what were you doing in India before you, you, you left? Yeah, I thought of coming to Australia, yes. Yeah. Um, I was a kindergarten teacher. Yeah. Uh, at a Waldorf school or a Steiner school. Yes. Which I don't know if a lot of people no. have heard of. But... No, just go ahead and explain <laughs> it for those of us that, that are not into education. Uh, so uh, the best way to explain it is it's an alternative education system that focuses on the whole child. And when I say the whole child, it truly means the um, child from age 0 to 21. And it okay. considers all the milestones rather yes. than this is where we need you know you to, to be, be yeah. this is what you need to know at 21 rather uh, than that yeah. what kind of person you would become okay. at 21 so it's a holistic approach to, it's a to holistic the thing. approach yeah. to schooling and i can talk endlessly about that yeah all right so um that's how you started off and yeah. uh soon after that um what prompted you to then leave you you had this very uh, beautiful and interesting uh, job, which was quite mm-hmm. quite a soul searching job. Yes, yeah, and yes, one that uh, would uh, would would seem fulfilling. What what prompted the move yes. or the thoughts of moving? Um, I think it all started even before the Warner School job. Yeah. Um, immediately after I graduated, I had mm. these questions in my mind. Like I was not happy student yeah. at school, and I realized that if I want to do something with my life. Uh, something worthwhile would be to work in education and just to see just what what's going on and what way what's the best way to contribute Um, so that's when I did a fellowship with Teach for India it's it's a sister organization from Teach for All which is originated in UK they work with children who are not as privileged as many others and so I worked for it was a two years fellowship um and that was my first exposure to schooling and education Mm -hmm. and uh you know i just got curious to find out what else is out there because educational schooling i mean sorry um traditional schooling is not for everybody yeah that's true that's true so i learned from a lot of educational experts 
at the time mm-hmm. yep. and I was very lucky to stumble upon Steiner schools and or Waldorf schools okay. and I spent three and a half years there but I only did kindergarten yep. uh, but it gave me a very good idea of what um, education mm-hmm. is and I mm-hmm. wanted to broaden my uh, experience mm-hmm. understanding and even get qualifications so that I could work on an international scale ah. and level. So um your your first move in terms of uh, th- of leaving was it always coming here to australia or like you I, said the organization <laughs> was based in the uk did yes. you flirt with thoughts of going to oh, the uk or yes of course because it i mean i think uk has been the education hub yes, for so a really long time and yeah. my mother lives and works there ah. so it was definitely the first um mm-hmm. option i had but UK honestly is too cold for me <laughs> and masters in teaching or not teaching education yeah. was only a one year course and I knew that was not going to be yeah. enough because yeah. I it, it, you know I just wanted to dwell a little bit deeper okay um so when you then decided that uh, you wanted to broaden your horizons and uh, leave India mm-hmm. how how did your family take that uh <laughs> was mixed reactions yeah uh, my cousins and friends weren't happy were not happy with mm-hmm. that uh, but I think my parents were very supportive yeah. and uh, in in all possible ways they supported me oh, that's good so, yeah yeah and um, in coming here to Australia did you have any family or friends here no I had no one and yeah. a lot of people did say that why aren't you going to the US or, you know, elsewhere? I think I had yeah. one friend, but she was in Melbourne mm. and I came to Brisbane. So technically, no, I didn't have anyone here. Yeah. yeah. And how how was that? Did, did, <laughs> did it make the move uh, feel quite daunting or it was... It was a big, bold step into the unknown and which was, yeah. which was exciting and interesting for you. Um. It, when I started working towards it, it was very exciting. Yep. But the list of requirements is oh, yeah. so long. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By the end of it, I I didn't even know I would be here. Like I uh, just kept doing my best and just, you know, it was uncertain until literally yep. the last minute mm-hmm. when I finally got the visa. Yep. The course was supposed to start on monday yeah. and i got my visa on the friday oh, before wow. <laughs> yeah and then they were they were insistent that i get there on the on the orientation day yes so i had to fly yeah in 24 within 24 hours of me knowing okay. that i've actually gotten the visa oh, wow. so yeah. it was a very rushed move mm-hmm. for me my cousins actually they actually packed my bag i didn't even pack my own bag because <laughs> i was weeping i was like i haven't met anybody and i don't know if i'm ready for this and yeah uh, but then I just, I just it wasn't a smooth transition yeah even though it was it wasn't, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah no no it, and definitely even though you would have spent months uh preparing for mm-hmm. for the applications and everything yes. to then be told that your your visa is yes. in and you've yeah, got 24 hours yeah. to go yeah yeah not <laughs> and then it makes me want to ask a, a question which no gentleman should ever should never ask a woman but <laughs> How big was your travel bag? <laughs> oh, okay. If, 
if you're anything Ladies, like my wife. Pack whatever you want. <laughs> whatever you feel like. I, I feel like I did pack enough. Yeah, let's get all the little gifts that you received when you were 16. Let's pack all of those too. Yep. <laughs> I was very humble. It was, it was just one suitcase, mm-hmm. uh, one like my trekking backpack yeah. and a purse. It was, that's, that was all that I came with. Oh, fantastic. It was because of the lack of time, not the intent. <laughs> yeah. And so when you then came in, what was your first impression of Australia? You are off the plane. I know your mind is preoccupied with uh, getting started with the orientation and everything. But yeah. when you got off the plane, what was your impression? Oh, I don't know. I loved it. I yeah. felt at home immediately. I I think, I don't know what it was, but yeah. I landed and I looked around. I was like, hmm, I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, even when we were driving uh, to the temporary accommodation I had, yes. I looked around and it, the weather was is actually quite similar to uh, weather in Pune. Yeah. Uh, which is just a bit cool and... Um, yeah. A bit dry and yeah. Yeah. Nah, great. And um, you've now got off the plane. What is your first month like now in uh, in Australia? You're going. You've gone. You're going through your orientation. You're going through the program. How was that first month like? It was. Uh, it was a lot of struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just little things that I didn't know how to do. Yeah. Um, if. If I imagined to live with somebody who I knew before, like family or a friend, that would have been so much easier. Just figuring out my way around the city, how like transportation works, because I have not lived in a um, organized, super organized, developed country before. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't, I didn't know, like, you know, my way around the town even. I didn't know where to find stuff. which, Which city were you in? Brisbane. Brisbane, yeah. 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 So, but I was very lucky to be in UQ. Yes. Uh, where they have they have a lot of international students coming in, and they have programs and little workshops even uh-huh. to give you as much information as they can. Yes. Uh, but I, I'd say it was still a lot of struggle even to find. Mm. And I think the first month in Australia, I felt most. I missed food from home the most. Mm. After that, I've never really cared about it so much. But I yeah. just wanted to eat, like, you know, home-cooked meals, and I didn't know where to find them. Yeah. So just yeah. little things were a lot of struggle. Yeah. No, that, I, 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 can, I can definitely sympathize with that. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain things that are, that are quite unique to, to a home. And uh, you find that when you come here, Though they seem common when you're back home, they yes. are not common They're here. Not. Yeah. yeah, so you know, like um, for us, something as simple as oxtail, very you common. Don't get here. Yeah, but you come here, it's yeah. not as common. Yeah. Um, and so it's those small little things. So like we also have a maize meal. Yeah. With, uh, and completely unheard of. Yeah, you have to go to to African shops to get yes. it. Yeah, so it's that comfort food when everything oh, around is changing, yes. and you want to find something that you know, that and is, you don't get that. That's just <laughs> that is yeah. so true. How how did you then transition now from uh, the student to 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 the Uma that is is here today, being interviewed for the podcast? Oh wow, I. Do you have like 24 hours to talk about this? <laughs> no, walk us through that, Jenny, because I think um, it, that is always 
a crucial part of mm. of this of uh, of this diversity story mm. because i think at times and that was the motivating factor behind uh, uh creating this podcast mm. hearing how people have walked their individual journeys because i think at times you feel you feel like you're alone or you feel like your situation is so unique yeah. and you can draw strength from how other people have done it yes yeah that's yeah. right um i again got thrown in the deep end right in the beginning there was um assessments due straight away and having done my bachelor's degree back in india yeah. i had no idea how to even do referencing <laughs> um but uk was a really great place to be yeah um i had some some really good teachers uh and the way they had designed the course ensured that we knew what we were doing yes. so uh I I academically I did pretty well cuz I put in all my energy and yes. strength and power into just yeah. you know getting those first two assessments so you know out of my way and feeling that success. Yes. Um yeah. it was literally I could feel sometimes my brain changing yeah. <laughs> and expanding. Literally see so much information. Yeah. Uh you know ha- having to learn so much so quickly. Yeah. So it was taxing on my body and mind but yeah. at the same time it was a great potential for growth and learning yeah. opportunity that's what true um and as calmly as i'm speaking about it now wasn't the case <laughs> you were just calm then that moment <laughs> yeah. uh, but i i used to there was another friend of mine who let me stay you know with their family for the first uh a couple of weeks and that yeah. was again very very helpful i just couldn't thank them enough but yeah um yeah. and just talking to my family over the phone sometimes also yeah. uh, helped a lot um after uk i so uh, another part of this story is how i changed my course for what i originally came for yeah. i think a lot of people coming from abroad go through this process yeah. is you don't necessarily know and find everything out until and unless you're here. Yeah. So you don't know the culture, you only have the information that's provided to you by the agents that you're working yeah. with or the universities that you're exposed to. Yeah. Uh and as much as you do your own research, sometimes it's just a different story when you actually land in the country. True. I'm pretty sure you can yep. uh, resonate with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I initially decided to do my master's in educational studies, yes. which I th- I thought it would give me a very good and in-depth understanding of what theories and curriculum we are working with. Yeah. In the current mm-hmm. educational landscape. But uh I finished a year at UK and I realized that if i want to make any significant contribution to anywhere yeah. i would have to have a teaching degree that's yeah. just how this field works no, exactly because <laughs> uh i realized that there's already really great theories hmm. in place yes. but the problem is the application, application. of those theories so hmm. i didn't want to, i could have done my doctorate followed by my masters but i hmm. i thought i'd rather work in a school first you know work at the ground level yeah and uh, learn from there and, and then see where that takes me yeah so i changed my degree from yeah. masters in educational studies to masters in teaching okay. which is a completely different right. uh program yeah and 
that turned out to be a whole another challenge in itself. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just, yeah. And then, but, but by then I was a little bit more confident in yeah. myself and just, you know, going around. More familiar with the more system, familiar more with the familiar system. with the area and everything. Yeah. 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 Had made a few friends by now. Yeah. Yeah. Again, for the first six, I think it took me six months to fully uh, understand and, yeah. how just things work here. Yeah. Fully understand that I'm not in India anymore. I'm yeah. in a whole other country and how things work here. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, <clears throat> So you were able to make friends uh, while still at uni. How did you then find uh, looking for jobs? How was that mm. uh, when you compare it to to being back home? Yeah, it was very different because I because I was almost already a professional. Yeah. Um, the regular jobs that you get in restaurants and. Um, you know, op shops or whatever, yeah. uh, start, starting jobs. I was pretty bad at that, to be honest. Like, I never have worked in a restaurant before. Yeah. And I don't think I have the skills <laughs> to yeah. do it really well. Yeah. Um, so I I took a job. I mean, I applied for job, nanny jobs. Yeah. Um, and I, I worked through an agency, which you know, turned out to be really good for yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, it it is really difficult to get jobs here if you if you're actually looking for a job in your um, your your line of professional yes, industry, your, yeah. your industry or your profession. Because yeah. this is something I think I'm not. Sh- I can't speak for other countries, but yeah. in Australia, hundred percent people give you jobs if they know you yeah. or if they have reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they it's it's hard to find good jobs without a reference so that was uh, quite difficult yeah yeah even the first job that i landed was you know somebody who knew me they just hired me for like a a, you know a casual job at kindy yeah because i had been a kindergarten teacher teacher. before yeah um but once they know you Mm -hmm. and if you do good work yeah they definitely vouch for you and they, you, you will not find it hard to find work yeah especially in a place like brisbane yeah. i would it's charter star was in the smaller towns are a completely different, different story time. yeah yeah and i think that's that's the one thing that um when you're outside of australia mm. you have this image that jobs are plenty here in australia mm-hmm. and uh, you assume that as you get off the plane, you're just going to stride into oh, yeah. into into jobs, but that's definitely not the case. Right. You find that uh, you you have to change your mindset completely in terms yes. of what 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 you have to do so that uh, you can survive and yeah. put and put food on, food on the table. That's something that people will get to appreciate through through these type of interviews where people. Yes. You know, learn that I think almost all all the guests we've had we've had so far mm. have been people that have come in with uh, certain qualifications and credentials, mm-hmm. but at some point ha- have had to do certain jobs so that they could yeah. get by, and uh, that's the reality of uh, of of, uh, of Australia. It is. It is. And, and my family had to support me 
for the yeah. first six months yeah. and I've starved, I've done everything. <laughs> and I thought, you know, I was, I was mindset wise, I was ready to do any job, but yeah. I didn't consider the fact that maybe I'm not skilled. skilled. <laughs> <laughs> so that was quite a bit of a slap. <laughs> No. It was a good one, good realization. Yeah. Um, so now, what uh, what other challenges or obstacles did you did you encounter and uh, did you have to overcome? So definitely, there was the issue of employment. Mm -hmm. And um, what what else did you did you come across? Uh, like I spoke about education before, just the way everything is oriented is quite different. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I think even on a social level, it's really different. Now, I'm mm -hmm. only now, because when you're a student, you have zero social life, especially if you wanting to do well in, yeah. in whatever you're doing. So That's you so want to uh, do well at uni and you want to have a job and do well there and earn your, uh, you know, income, a yeah. steady income. And you also, you're a student, so you also want to, maybe travel a little bit and just go around and explore and see yes. what's out there. So in managing all these three, you get really busy. Yeah. And all of those, you know, pictures that you see on university posters, <laughs> yeah. I'd, li I'd like to say that the very few of them are reality. <laughs> Most of so my time true. was spent in literally writing my assessments, especially if you come from a master's program. Yeah. It is quite... Uh, extreme yeah. of the you know the amount of efforts you put, put in, put in yeah. depending on what course you do that's true but yeah it's yeah. I'd say it's pretty much the same for no matter what you do so socially I'd also say that um, now because I'm a professional yeah sometimes I have some extra time Fine. and I can like yeah. go to people's houses and like <laughs> like today like today and come and talk yeah. about my experiences or like go for movies or yeah. you know do all those things but as a student that rarely happened uh, yeah that's yeah. so true how are your relationships with the people back home how yeah. it's a very interesting time to be talking about that because yeah. uh, I had in my mind that, oh, okay, so I'll go, I'll do my, finish my master's, which is two years, and then I'll go home, obviously, yeah. everything happy-go-lucky, but not all of those dreams have fallen apart very quickly since yeah. COVID in 2020, yeah. and I haven't seen my family in three years, and it's wow. been a real, real struggle. Yeah. I don't even have plans to see them for maybe another year. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I've, you know... My sister has given birth to a beautiful baby girl and I haven't even seen her yet and it, it breaks my heart. But this would, would not be a case. Uh, hopefully in the, in the future, we'd hopefully have everything sorted. That's true. That's the one thing that uh, COVID has done. It has thrown a spanner into the works in terms of uh, people's plans to travel. And also Australia having strict... Tra tra travel restrictions, yeah. which has worked well in terms of uh, curbing the, um, the spread of uh, COVID. If you look at uh, certain areas or certain states, mm -hmm. we have been quite fortunate here in Queensland. Yes. And I know that the area that we're in, I think we've only recorded one case mm. of COVID so far That's since... Right. since yeah. um, since uh, the beginning the, yeah which, which 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 seems unheard of <laughs> really globally but um yes the the other side of the coin is 
you you have to go for 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 a while without seeing family in complete isolation i uh, know 100% mm-hmm. and now what are your plans in terms of um the future are you planning on being out here where we are and longer term do you see yourself staying in australia <laughs> permanently or um, you you would want to uh, retire back home in india oh excellent question i wish i knew <laughs> a straightforward answer to that um uh, but at this point um my intention is definitely to stay because yeah. i think i have i finally understand how it all works and i i feel like i'm contributing i positively or have the potential to sure. contribute positively yeah. um but it all depends on how my visa uh, uh you know goes so, yeah, yeah. Mm. let's assume that there's someone who's listening to uh, to this uh, mm. conversation and either is planning on coming to australia or they have just recently arrived in australia mm. what advice would you give them um keep it up in terms of job don't lose hope sometimes yeah. it can feel like i have nowhere to go and don't know how to find a job yeah. but keep looking yeah. you will definitely get a job um you seeing that you've been here now for yeah. for a few years yeah. what have you come to love and enjoy about australia uh, oh the beaches <laughs> <laughs> the oceans are yeah. spectacular yeah. uh i really like the chilled out nature of people there yeah. um it's i think hard to make friends but once you do they're mm-hmm. very uh you know accepting and loving and beautiful yeah. people yeah um and there's just like anywhere else there's really good and bad That's sides right. but um i think there's I've I've gained I've grown a lot I've gained a lot and mm. I'm really uh, grateful for this experience. Yeah. Now perfect. So def- please go for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no that is brilliant. I, I I coming from a landlocked country um I think the the beaches have been something that uh, we 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 have enjoyed because we live a bit away from the yeah. from the ocean yeah. we try at least once a month to uh, to travel down to to the ocean just it it just is epically yes. beautiful when the sun setting and everything it's just a beautiful experience um uma that uh, that is it um thank you very much for uh, for coming in and uh sharing your story i know that um, you know it's not always it's not always easy sharing uh, your your life and your journey especially when it's going to be shared out into the big big wide world and uh, like me you are an introvert so uh <laughs> it takes That's why i think i'm comfortable talking to you <laughs> yeah no it, it it takes a lot more for 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 us to 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 share our our stories and it um it's something that i'm very grateful that uh, that you've done it's definitely going to help a lot of people thank, thank you, you very much thank you so much for having me it's a real privilege If you have enjoyed the show and you or anyone that you know would like to participate in future episodes please feel free to contact us on info@diversityclub.com.au or on our social media platforms on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And remember, you're only limited by what you're exposed to. Have a good one folks.